Hello and welcome to the Strike a Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm a homeschool coach and homeschooling mom of twin boys. I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom that you can implement in your life too. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. Be sure to check out my Working Homeschool Mom Time Audit and Mindset Challenge in the show notes and sign up to my newsletter for lots of cool homeschool freebies. And if you ever need to chat, please book in a session with me. I'm so excited for you to be here and I hope you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, I'm thrilled to introduce our favorite math curriculum to you. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-century approach to learning. Favorably review in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review, the lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to a test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy-to-understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach means having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with a practical assessment. This three-pronged attack makes learning so much easier and more effective. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results, and the ones who were doing okay before are now doing brilliantly. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. And listeners, CTC Math is offering you an amazing special. Go to www.ctcmath.com forward slash MLH to get a half price discount plus a bonus six months free. That's C-T-C-M-A-T-H dot C. O-M forward slash M-L-H. Today I'll be talking to Jody Perry, who is a wife, homeschooling mom of six, writer, blogger, podcaster, and accidental entrepreneur. She is the creator of the Life Unboxed blog and podcast over at the Life Unboxed blog show, while also running JodyPerry.com, which is her own virtual assistant business. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Jody. I'm really excited to talk to you about all things working homeschool mom life. I am excited to be here because we are a rare bunch. We are indeed. <laughs> that is true. Um, but before we get started, I would love to know what you would name your autobiography and why. Okay, so I think um, I was playing around with different ones and I even I pulled my husband on this and I said, I think the best one is she came, she saw, she conquered because that's that's just my personality. Everything, any challenge I see, it is meant to be tackled and conquered and overcome and um, and everything that I do. That's kind of like just how I approach life is like we're here, we're going to conquer this and then we're going to keep going. <laughs> I think that's a really good philosophy to have, definitely. And it's obviously working for you because you do a a lot of things in your life. Yes, it's very busy. Never a dull moment. I can imagine. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay, so 
I've actually, um, I started my career in New York City. My husband's a New Yorker. So I went from high-powered business suits on Broadway to uh, working from home and homeschooling six kids. So they are ages two to 17. 17. So uh, the baby gets, you know, she's obviously not in that mix yet, but I am homeschooling five of my kids while also um, working with clients for my virtual assistant business. And then as the digital creator, content creator for lifeunboxed.blog. Okay. Wow. So when, when people have multiple ages, I always have to ask how you manage. So do you have any tips? Cause lots of people ask about homeschooling different ages. Well, it really helps. So we have our first litter and that is, they are 17, 15 and 13. And then we have our second litter, which is nine, five and two and a half. So it really helps to have, um, older kids, <laughs> like, uh, to help with the younger kids. So like my daughter, because I just put my, added a kindergartner this year. So after about a couple of weeks of me doing schoolwork with him, my daughter's like, why don't I just do it with him? She, you know, she saw me do it like, yeah, I can handle this. So she's actually the one who's really helping a lot with that. And so it really is, um, getting them, up and going to be independent learners. I think that's the most important one. So the oldest four are all independent learners. And then the fifth one, he gets lots of help from his older siblings. Oh, that's really, really awesome. And then obviously the older siblings learn so much as well, because I mean, you learn so much when you teach, don't you? Exactly. So, I mean, just even the because I am always, I was always terrified of adding kindergarten. I did not teach any of my older kids kindergarten. This was my first kindergartner. <laughs> and because I didn't want to mess them up with like the basics, like on how to teach them how to read. But as I'm going through it, I'm like, okay, this is not as intimidating as I thought it would be. Okay. That's, I think a lot of people need to hear that as well, because it is, it is a lot of pressure those. And also because you kind of, that's where you foster their love for learning, I think as well as right at the beginning. So it's, it is an important time. Right. And so I'm a second generation homeschooler too. So even I was terrified to teach kindergarten because I'm like, I just, I can't handle these younger grades. I just can't do it, but I'm doing it. So mm. we are conquering it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so you said you're an accidental entrepreneur. So how did you kind of become a, a working homeschool mom? What was accidental about the whole process? Well, I have always worked in nonprofits for my entire career and worked with my husband. And then um, we came to one that was uh, kind of a struggling nonprofit. And so they ha went through layoffs. So I got laid off. And that means since daycare was provided by my work. So I lost daycare. I lost, we lost half of our income. And so it was one of those things that I had thought about doing of being a virtual assistant because I wanted the freedom to work from home. So I reached that point where it was like, this is do or die. So this is the opportunity I have to either go all in or try to figure something else out. And so we decided to go all in. So with my three months severance package, I started a business and at two and a half months, I got my first client. Oh, that's amazing. And in terms of homeschooling as well, have you, you said you're a second generation homeschooler. Have you always wanted to homeschool? I 
I did. So the my first three kids were all born in New, New York City. And so when that is what you're looking at as like the future school for them, it kind of makes you want to run and hide. Like this is never, I, like never would I put my kids in a public, New York City public school. And again, it was something that I had been homeschooled since I was in fifth grade. So I just so... um enjoyed that opportunity more than any kind of public school experience that I had. So I wanted to give my kids that as well. So when I got laid off, it was in November and the kids were in, the two oldest were in public school at the time. So I didn't start homeschooling them until the following fall. So I was able to get my business up and going, get that all figured out. And then I had homeschooled, I homeschooled the two oldest. Okay, so that all worked out really nicely because I think some people kind of get thrown into it and it's a bit frightening, I think, at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it can be. So so what does your schedule look like roughly in terms of like a typical day and then how you homeschool throughout the year as well? Okay, if you had asked me this two weeks ago, it would have been like such an easy answer, but my oldest son actually got a new job and so... And he started this week. So that has just like flipped everything upside down. So basically what we have been working, our routine has always been, I get up around five before the kids and I'll work on my lifeunbox.blog for an hour. And then I'll start working for clients. And then the kids will get up at eight. They'll have breakfast and then they'll start the schoolwork right after breakfast at it's totally up to them how many breaks they take and when they get their school work done and how early they want to finish. But they're highly motivated to finish as soon as they can. So I've never had too many problems with school going all day. And then after that, it's just free time. Or if we have something going on, uh, you know, we'll do that. So, and then our week consists of schoolwork Monday through Thursday and then Friday, we usually have co-op when that's happening. And then in terms of the year, do you kind of take summer breaks or do you prefer homeschooling year round? No, we like, so I will homeschool from the beginning of August to the beginning of May because they like that longer break. And we'll do the typical, we'll do the typical holidays. So like a week off Thanksgiving, two weeks off at Christmas, um, I always take my birthday off because that should be, um, you know, a national holiday as well. <laughs> and so, uh, so th- and then we'll do spring break um, too. As far as like traditional breaks, I'll keep those in there. And then, you know, I'll just throw in Fridays off every now and again. Okay. And how do you stay organized generally in terms of kind of fitting everything in the day, making sure that everything gets done? Well, like as I said, each kid has their own schedule and they know exactly what they have to do. So that responsibility is on them. For me, staying organized, I I do use a paper planner. I know, I know it's not digital. My husband harasses me for not being digital and I'm like, but I need to plan things and I don't always want to be in front of the computer while I plan things. So my planner becomes my brain and then, yeah, I just go from there. I do have a dedicated homeschool room and office space. So that helps to keep all of the books in one place and contained. Okay. And so your your kids have what they have to do every day. How do you kind of motivate them to, to do that? You said they're quite motivated to kind of finish 
as soon as possible. How do you build up that kind of motivation in them? Oh, that's okay. I've never thought of that because to me, I'm just like, this is what you have to do. So just get it done. <laughs> so, but I think for them, like they see the value of having their free time. Now, all four of the oldest kids have been in public school. So at least like the oldest was in public school until fourth grade. The second one was in public school until second grade. The third one after first grade. And then my fourth one went to all day kindergarten because that's what they had here. So they see, they have that um, stark comparison of this is how much time I spent in school and I don't have to spend that much time on my own. So once I'm done, my day is my day. And so they have a ton of freedom to spend their time how they want to once their schoolwork is done. And I think that is really what has motivated them to do it and get it done. Mm, I wish I could motivate my kids in that <laughs> Yes, uh, I must maybe remind them what it was like to go to public school. <laughs> maybe I need to do that. <laughs> and what would you say is your absolute favorite homeschooling resource and why? So I think I would say, like, I love online platforms that provide classes. So something like Skillshare. So it's not necessarily your traditional curriculum, but it's something that, oh, like I will learn, I would like to learn more about photography so they can go take a class. Um, or my one son found how to solve a Rubik's cube on Skillshare. So it, so those online platforms that really allow them to explore their interests are probably my favorite homeschool resource that we use. It's good that they're becoming more popular because I think when you kind of start out with homeschooling, you feel the pressure to do all the teaching. But there's so many great things out there that you can outsource to, I think. Right. And then they also have the opportunity to discover what interests them or to totally reject the idea that maybe popped into their head. And so it kind of gives them more flexibility. Like at this point, um, my two oldest are in high school and they've always been, in, my second one has always been interested in video editing. So I told him, I'm like, okay, so your goal is to get your Adobe professional certification in uh, Adobe Premiere. And he has the flexibility and the tools he needs to do it. Mm, Interest-led learning. You've got to love it. It's got to yes. be the best kind of learning. Absolutely. And have there been, okay, so maybe as a second generation homeschooler, maybe not, but have there been times that you wanted to quit homeschooling? <laughs> See, that's <laughs> funny that you would say as a second generation homeschooler, because I'm thinking like every other day, like, and so I have to, I have to remind myself, and I know this is, this is a controversial homeschool topic for me to say this is I'm not necessarily passionate about homeschooling. It's not something that I just have like this burning desire or love to do, but I am passionate about my kids and giving them the best learning environment that they could possibly have, you know, educate, educationally, socially, um, all of emotionally, all of those things. Like, I love the fact that I can provide them a space where they don't have to worry about peer pressure. They don't have to worry about wearing the right kind of shoes. And honestly, they don't care at this point, but it does. There are some days where I do think like, oh, the vacations that we could go on if I did not have to buy curriculum, mm -hmm. like those thoughts do go through my mind as well. 
Sure, absolutely. And how would you get through a time like that? I just remember that, okay, I don't have to pack lunches every day. I don't have to do carpool. I I try to count all of the benefits um, that we do gain from homeschooling. I don't have parent-teacher conferences or anything like that. So the benefits definitely outweigh those moments of, I just want to throw in the towel. Sure, I couldn't agree more. And then what about a tough homeschool day? Because obviously kids sometimes have tough days or you have a tough day. What are some kind of activities that you would do or what kind of things do you do to get through a a tough day specifically? You know, I think that is the time to like, let them pull out video games, let them just take a break and kind of chill. Like documentaries still count as schooling. Um, And kind of lower the pressure as much as you can, whatever that looks like. Like no one's going to think that I'm a bad mom if I'm letting my play kids play video games during the day, because sometimes you just need to do what you got to do. Yes, absolutely. And I think as you get more experienced, I always say that it the pressure seems to lessen a bit, I think, because when you it start does. out, it's really hard. You feel like, oh, I've got to do all the things all day, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Exactly. Reading a good book counts as school. (laughs) Cleaning the kitchen counts as school. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And uh, how important do you think mindset is for being a successful working homeschool mom? Like, I do think it is really essential because if you break, if you just come right down to it, we're really rebel moms because we're telling the world, like, I'm going to work and school on my own terms. And whatever that looks like, that's how I am going to do it. So it can be a very sometimes lonely or even isolating because you have your homeschool group. And if you're a working mom, you're probably the only working mom in that homeschool group or a handful. And then, you know, from other the majority of other working moms, their kids are in public school or homeschool. So it really does take that strength of mind to say like, no, this is what we're doing and this is how I'm going to do it. And even if it's, it doesn't look like anyone else's, this is how we're doing it. I think you have to put that on a t-shirt. I love that. <laughs> Working homeschool moms are rebel moms. <laughs> yes. That might be my new motto. I love it. <laughs> it's so true. It's so very true because we do. We're like old conventions out the window. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And what does self-care look like for you? Well, you know, we snatch the moments throughout the day, um, even if it's just five minutes sitting in the car waiting to pick up my oldest from work, just take that moment of quiet. But if I want to really indulge, then it would be a, a hot bathtub, coffee and chocolate and a good book, usually. Mm, yes, that sounds really good. And uh, if you can think back to when you started homeschooling, what do you think is the most important thing when you start out? If you could select one thing. Okay. I think the most important thing is to give yourself just a ton of grace and to remind yourself that you won't mess up your kids while you're trying to figure everything out. So we can sometimes, like you have mentioned, like that pressure of just wanting to do everything right and I have to set my schedule from eight to three because that's what they do in public school. Like, no, homeschool should mean freedom. 
So give yourself that grace to really figure out what works for you. If you guys are not awake until 10 o'clock in the morning and not ready to learn until then, then don't try to start school at eight. It just won't be the best learning environment for you. And I think that's where you have to try and avoid comparison, though, isn't it? Because also at the beginning, I think a lot of the pressure also comes from comparing your homeschool or kind of having this idea in your mind about what homeschool should look like. Right. And even because my comparison when I started homeschooling my kids was my own homeschool experience and just learning in that those moments like, okay, my kids are not me and they're not motivated by the same things that I was motivated by. And honestly, that was a really hard lesson to learn because I loved learning. And, you know, my two oldest, they're kind of like your typical boys where it's just like, I'm just going to do the bare minimum that I can get away with and, you know, see if I can get away with it. And so to me, that that kind of mentality was so foreign to my own mind. So it's learning to like, okay, they're not me and that's okay. Sure. Yes. And I guess accepting that each homeschool is actually unique, I think, which is also something something that I think is important to to realize when you start out. Yes. Mm. And what about a piece of advice for working homeschool moms specifically? What what should they do to be happy and thriving? So this is hard because this is it's not is this is not like an easy path whatsoever. Um no matter how easy we make it look. But speak uh, so it is just like day to day remembering why you're doing it. Like like I said, my kids are my passion and I know that this is the best thing for them. So getting up and, you know, part of me has to work to pay for curriculum. So mm-hmm. they kind of go hand in hand. So if I want to, my why and remembering that is, okay, if I want to pay for the curriculum that I really want, then I'm going to have to keep working. And this is the best learning environment for them. So that is why I keep going. Yes, that's really, really great advice. And then finally, is there anything you're working on at the moment you would like to share? And where can people find you online? So you can find everything at lifeunbox.blog. I'm on pretty much all the social media platforms, YouTube, podcast, but the central location to find all those links is lifeunboxed.blog. And I always have irons in the fire. So I'm currently work. I just finished an artist unit study that can be used in, to um, add to your homeschool or even for a co-op class. So, and it's really geared towards those who don't feel like they're creative, but want to add um, some art to your homeschool. And then of course I have, I'm working on a course called the mom boss 2.0 and the workbook is already available on my website. And so there's always, there's always an idea in my head that we're going to be working toward that I'm conquering. So. Okay. So, and then obviously I will link that in the show notes as well so that people can find you um, and connect with you. So thank you so very much for your time, Jody. It was really, really great to talk to you. And thanks for sharing such invaluable advice and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom. Thank you so much for having me. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Drop me a DM on Instagram or post on the Working Homeschool Mom support group over on Facebook. And let me know what resonated the most with you. It would also be great if you could rate, review and subscribe or share the podcast with a working homeschool mom who might need it. 
It's my mission to support as many working homeschool moms as possible. Until next time, take care 